You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. episode of what comes next cinema geekly's nxt companion podcast it is anthony jacklin and we're back to talk more nxt on the well at least a little bit we're gonna like one percent of it is nxt on the usa network but the rest of it is all from the peacock uh because today we are largely talking about nxt takeover in your house 2021 but there was a go home show i there was I, i did not watch it but I did. We last on the last episode, we went over the takeover matches, and at the time, there mm-hmm. were only four. And they added a fifth one. We speculated they were going to add a fifth, but I, you know what? I should have done my homework and gone back and listened to that last episode mm-hmm. of what comes next because I am pretty sure that one of the four matches was not a because I. I'm positive the opener on this takeover was not one of the matches we were talking about. It's not. They announced that at the go home show. Um, okay. Was um, the the six man winner take all match? Yeah, they, and um, they announced yes. the and they announced the ladder match also on that go home show. So well, we knew we were going to get LA Knight versus um, Cameron Grimes. That's Cameron true, Grimes, yes. but we didn't know it was going to be the ladder match for the million dollar championship. Championship, yes, yes. which I called, but. Yes, and um, actually, my husband was like, "They're going to do a winner take all match with Legato Del Fantasma and MSK." I'm like, "No, they're not." And then they <laughs> called it, and I was like, "Fine, <laughs> whatever." They totally did, though. They totally did. They did. They did. And you know what? I will say, great opener. Mm-hmm. Great opener to that match. But um, what I do want to talk about from the Go Home Show not not a wrestling match, but okay. there was a moment I got to talk about it. So. Poppy was there on the Go Home show. Ah, yes, Poppy. Yes. Turns out she did the soundtrack for NXT or something, or her albums NXT. I don't understand how it works. Mm-hmm. Um, She's definitely a partner with the brand. Yeah. She is. She is. So she was there. She was backstage with William Regal and Triple H. Mm-hmm. And while they're talking and she just goes, Oh, my album's out now. And she like clicks a button on her phone. It was a very weird little commercial thing. <laughs> William Regal was making amazing faces, but now yeah. let's get into what, what really became fun. So okay. Dexter Loomis comes out and gives Poppy a drawing. That's very like sweet. There's a heart Aww. and she gives him a hug mm-hmm. and for being a fan. Tri- right? Well, I don't know, but so triple H and William Regal have, the greatest faces. Okay. 
They really do. Like, because <laughs> Triple H has like the gasp face, like he's so excited. William Regal looks mm-hmm. disgusted at everything that's happening. <laughs> well, yeah, fair. And then Indy comes in, and mm-hmm. the two faces just both get like the shocked look on them. <sighs> it was fantastic. I want what I'm saying is I want William Regal and Triple H to do faces in the background of. Every moment from now on. Just open up a YouTube React channel. That's all I want. They're so beautiful. (laughs) And then what we have to talk about further, so Candice, Mm -hmm. really not happy with Poppy. She comes out. Yeah. And then Poppy comes out and she's like, well, I don't wrestle. But but she didn't come alone because she knows someone who does. Yes. And EO comes out. Ah, the return of EO Shirai. Yes, which was, I thought was a great moment. And I was like, all right, this mm-hmm. is what's happening. Yeah. Yes. The other thing that they announced on the Go Home show is that on the Hangover show, yes. Grizzled Young Veterans are going to face Ciampa and Thatcher in a tornado match, which Ooh. I had to learn what that was. Yes, it, so. is a, <laughs> it is a four-way match, except two people are on their, the same they're, team. They're on the same yes. team, yes. It's a tag team match <laughs> with no tags. Yes. yes. So um, I guess it was an easier way of saying that. Yes. So mm-hmm. um so I learned about that too. So those are yes. probably my favorite things of the night. But seriously, William Regal and Triple H, just stand in the background of every interview and make reactionary faces. Please. <laughs> Please. It's okay. so beautiful. <laughs> okay. So let's let's dive into uh Takeover in Your House 2021 as we turn that clock back all the way to the the mid nineties instead, Jacqueline. Mm-hmm. Uh uh, who didn't love the mid-90s? I mean, I am a child of that time period, so of course I love the mid-90s. So yeah, this is very nostalgic to me. So yeah, I was good I wore, with this. I wore a ton of flannel. Um, <laughs> I still kind of do sometimes, so yeah. I do too. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't think anything exciting happened on the pre-show. Mm-hmm. Um, but we started with a... Six-man tag match, winner take all, Legato Del Fantasma versus MSK and Bronson Reed. Yes. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and throw this out there for this match, and then the fatal five-way, I did my best. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. A lot (laughs) happened in those matches. Yeah. A lot happened. Um, All right. So Mendoza and Lee start. um, So it's going to move quick, and it does. So much flipping. Um, each man lands on their feet after Hurricanrana. Then Carter and Wild come in. Wild just showing off with everything he can do. Escobar in, and so is Reed. But then Escobar is like, uh-uh, goes right to Mendoza. Mendoza flipping all around to get away from Reed and tries so hard to hit him. But then Reed just gets, um, oh, but then Mendoza just gets tossed down by a clothesline. Reed sits on Mendoza's chest, and Escobar um, <laughs> finally tags in. Um, and he's able to pick up Reed, but it doesn't um, end well for him, unfortunately. No. Wild in now, and he just gets tossed. Lee gets Wild down for a two. Carter in, and then re, um, Reed. Uh, and then Reed in, MSK holding while, and Reed drops him by sitting on his chest from the ropes. Um, Reed and MSK working very well together. They look like a little group running around here with matching green outfits on. 
Um, Carter's back in while just taking a beating. Um, everyone flipping out of the ring onto each other. Everyone is down except for Reed, who goes through the ropes and onto all three members of Legato. Escobar and Carter in, um, but then Lee. Escobar able to keep Lee grounded, but then gets a hurricanrana of his own, which was pretty great, and then working on a hold. Wild works over Lee for a moment, and then Escobar, then Mendoza and Wild to get a 450 splash and a two. Reed in finally and stops Wild in so many ways. Mendoza tries to help, but it doesn't really land. Reed has both Mendoza and Wild on his shoulder, shoulders um, for a Samoa drop. Then suplexes Wild. Reed wants Escobar very badly. Um, Mendoza kicks Reed behind the knee. Escobar gets the phantom driver on Reed, and it was amazing. Um, but Carter breaks up the pin. Wild and Carter both in, and then Mendoza for their tandem finisher um, that I don't know the name of. Um, and Wild's playing defense, but Lee jumps up and over the ring and hits Wild into Mendoza's pin to break it up. On the outside, Escobar sees the title and gets all fired up, um, and Reed takes him down, um, and some of the um, takes him down into some of the barricade in a way that just looked incredibly nasty. Like the whole barricade just went crashing down. Yeah, he squished um, him. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Wild out um, on the outside, leaving just Mendoza to battle in the ring. MSK gets their tandem finisher, um, and Reed hits the tsunami for the win. Mm-hmm. Um, these guys did everything <laughs> yeah they did all the moves in this match everything um <laughs> and like i knew legato wasn't going to win um but i wanted them to so badly yeah um but i really really enjoyed this, this and is, i thought it was a great way to start things off this has got to be a heartbreaker for you jacqueline with at it least was. at least when it comes to legato del fantasma being in the the title scene because yes, this now is they get, have to take a cooling off period. Yeah, they're gonna. This is yeah, they're gonna have to to go back to the drawing board when it comes to when it comes to that. But I, I know you like mm-hmm. Bronson Reed and MSK too, so it's not like the worst I thing do. in the world. I, my my thing my concern is that Legato is gonna slip into obscurity, and I don't want that to happen. Especially yeah. they've been on TV like every day for a year. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I don't. So. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I don't think they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna fade away. But they're. No. It's they're probably gonna have to recalibrate a little bit and start at the bottom and start working their way back up again. And you know, maybe they can do some character development stuff and do some changes or evolutions to the group or whatever. But I still yeah. think they should. I still think they should just go after Imperium. Like, I mean, it's still there, everybody. <laughs> Imperium's not doing anything. No, what, what are they doing? Right? Yeah, they're not doing anything. anything right now. Uh, yeah, so this was it's, tons of fun. Yes. Right? And uh, they got rid of all of the video screens in the CWC. Yes, there were people there. I figured you'd be excited about that. Yes, there were humans. I think the tally was about th- around 300 or so, which, you know, that's not a big crowd at all, but... Right. They're in a very small space and still indoors. And I think a lot of people were wearing masks still, actually. I think mostly everyone was, yes. Yeah. Um, uh, I believe they announced, announced too, that um, NXT wasn't going to be going on the road for a little while. Mm -hmm. Like, I know Raw and SmackDown are starting next month, but I think they're waiting a little bit longer. Well, uh, there is talk, Jacqueline, of them uh, at least... I mean, there has there hasn't been any 
there hasn't been any official announcement about a return to the house shows yet, I don't think. But yes, the house shows are supposed to be coming back in July. Yeah, I believe there is uh, at least when it comes to big NXT shows there uh, because there was the uh, the post takeover press conference or whatever that Triple H held oh. where he answered uh, questions. One of them was talking about a return to full sale. And mm-hmm. he basically said the CWC is NXT's home for the time being, that they're yeah. in constant contact with Full Sail, but they have different, uh, basically they have different rules in place when it comes to uh, safety protocols and things like that. So for right now, uh, they are just going to be sticking to the CWC. But I presume at some point when Full Sail fully reopens, I'm sure that they will uh, mm-hmm. end up going back there just because there's just more capacity and they can yeah. turn their they can turn their uh, performance center back fully into their performance center. And I and I think that's just for I believe they are starting up house shows again, but I do not think they are doing right. But like you said, they're staying where they are for their big sh- their live shows or big shows, whatever you want to call them. Yes. Now there is talk that yeah. SummerSlam, uh, SummerSlam is happening in August, and that is happening in Vegas. They're doing that at a at a they're doing a stadium show. Yes. And usually, a takeover will accompany these these bigger shows, and a takeover I think is supposed to accompany this big SummerSlam show. But the word I heard is that it will not be happening in Vegas, but instead Orlando. So they may be doing uh, whatever, like, I don't know, wherever the Orlando Magic play. I don't know the name of their arena. Oh, it's the the Amway Center. The Amway Center. Do you want to know what Amway is? It's Hmm. a multi-level marketing company, a.k.a. a Ponzi scheme, owned (laughs) by Betsy DeVos's father-in-law. No way. I know Betsy DeVos. (laughs) She's a Michigander and a former Secretary of Education. I'm educated. Yeah. Well, let's talk anyway, about. Let's, let's instead talk about how I gave this match three and three quarters. I really like the opener, Jacqueline. I gave it a four. Uh, Grapple liked it marginally less than we did, giving it a three point one five. Or no, not a three point one five. Pardon me, that's backwards. A three point five one. Okay. Okay. I was gonna three say that's one five seemed very low. Yes. Okay. Uh, whoops. Oops. Um, Kyle, Johnny, and Austin um, starting their match in the parking lot. William Regal's yeah. already there, already looking stressed. Yeah, the ever um, dangerous NXT parking lot. Yes, I know, right? Why wouldn't they just get like security guards out there or something, or like, right? I don't know, or schedule the wrestlers to arrive one at a time. You know, yeah. space so it out. how do they? How do their locker rooms work? Are they not shared? Because once they get in, is, is everyone fine? Or is the fighting still happen? I have so many questions. Right? I just feel like, based <laughs> off of this takeover, my feeling is that there's just constant fighting all the yes. time. All the time. Everywhere. Yes. <laughs> um, next up, we have Zaya and Mercedes. Mm-hmm. Um, Zaya with some new hair here. Very fun. Like a whole new um, gear and kind of look and everything yeah. sort of. Yeah. She had blue. I don't think she's been wearing blue very recently. So, People were saying but, she had like, um, I mean, I guess, I don't know. I, I don't play enough of it to, to really know. But a lot of people were saying she had like a Mortal Kombat-esque look uh, uh-huh. or something inspired by Mortal Kombat or something, which sure, I guess. Okay. 
Um, these ladies toss themselves out of the ring through the ropes and just keep swinging. Um, Mercedes tosses Zaya up and over for a backdrop, then a German suplex, and Zaya gets Mercedes on the ropes to choke her. Back out of the ring, Zaya takes her face first to um, onto the post. Um, strike, strike and stomp exchange, and then Zaya gets Mercedes wrapped around the post, really going after the midsection. Zaya with a dropkick to have Mercedes drop to the floor. Mercedes picking up some offense and gets the great suplex, but Zaya jumps up the ropes to hit Mercedes in the head um, and then tosses her across the ring. Mercedes striking Zaya hard in the corner, um, and then what Vic Joseph calls a click cliffhanger which looks not fun mm-hmm. um boa helps getting zaya out of the ring for a bit of reprieve um mercedes and boa meet outside and that's the match you want um <laughs> zaya goes running to mercedes and she picks her up and drops her hard zaya goes around um gets a roundhouse kick looking roundhouse looking kick um and picks up the win um yeah this match was a bit slow yes. i thought they both did well Mm-hmm. Um, definitely more of like that strong style match. Um, I thought, and I kind of thought Zaya looked like she was crying a little bit at the end, mm-hmm. um, because she was kind of happy and like relieved, um, which I thought was a little beautiful moment. But yeah, I thought this match was okay. Um, mm-hmm. I know Zaya is your your at least at one time your best friend, but perhaps she's her- still my Twitter profile picture. Me and her. <laughs> I mean, I can't bring myself to change it. Hoping, hoping that she will. <laughs> realize the the error. the error of her ways yes uh <laughs> I, this was uh i mean this was so this was her takeover debut uh, i th- yes. this was not mercedes takeover debut she's had at least i think one other takeover match uh, mm. uh i hate to sound like those pretentious wrestling fan people but but you're going to i'm going to um <laughs> this this did not feel like a takeover match. This felt like yeah. uh, a good match on NXT TV, which is not what you should be going for here. And the way the way it uh, the post match happened as well, I I don't know what direction they're necessarily going in here, but I don't think it made Zaya end up looking all that. I don't think any of this kind of made anybody look good the mm-hmm. Zaya win sort of felt like it came out of nowhere which I know I predicted Zaya to win because I'm like mm-hmm. she needs something here so I wasn't terribly shocked that she won but it did feel like it sort of came out of nowhere and then of course you're going to talk about the post match here in a little bit yeah but ultimately I didn't think that ended up making her look good and then Mercedes still didn't end up looking good at the end and I don't know if the star of this group is supposed to be Mei Ying or, or what? But well, maybe May Ying and Zaya are going to become a tag team. Maybe. And is Mercedes maybe getting leaving NXT? Maybe. I think I thought she was supposed to be part of Retribution, and they no. removed her from Retribution. She was a part of Retribution. Yeah. And then they removed yeah. her. Uh, well, this may be harsh. This could be one of the lowest rated matches I think I've ever given to anything on a takeover, Uh-oh. but. I went two and a half. Oh, so did I. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, <laughs> I was scared that's where you were going. <laughs> <laughs> well, Grapple said 2.31. Okay. So they were a little bit below us, but yeah. A little bit. Um, so post-match, as you alluded to, Zaya has a chair, but Mercedes stops her, um, and she picks up the chair, hits both Boa and Zaya with it to take them down. Then the yeah. lights change, mm-hmm. and Mei Ying rises. Um 
Mercedes calls Mei Ying a bitch. It's just pretty funny. Um, she's supposed to be like this ancient wise person. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, Mercedes is like, you know, she's like street tough. So yeah, yeah. She doesn't give a shit. She, so, doesn't, she um, doesn't care how many thousands of years old you are. Yeah, this lady is. So Mei Ying chokes Mercedes and puts her into the fence. Yeah. Um, and then onto the floor and Mercedes may be dying. So that's bad. Yeah, not good. Not good. Um, wrestling, everybody. Wrestling. We saw backstage with Thatcher and Champa. Thatcher has moved in with Champa, by the way, if you haven't noticed. Oh, they're roommates totally now. <laughs> they're roommates. <laughs> they're very angry. Um, mostly at Grizzled Young Veterans. And that's what I got out of their mm-hmm. scary moment. <laughs> <laughs> they were pretty scary. Um, next up is the million dollar title match and before we get started I mean I have to know is this going to be a real title or just like a throwaway one because another belt for the men is not needed it's not Uh, the men do not need four belts usually the million dollar championship is more of a status symbol it's it's usually not defended I think Ted DiBiase maybe defended it a couple times ever in all of the years so it's more like the dusty cup yeah it's kind of like it's kind of like that less prestigious yeah and also (laughs) less official like yeah uh and speaking of wrestling now you have a match where two men will fight each other to climb a ladder to grab a belt shaped like a dollar sign yep jesus what is this world (laughs) um we talked about the crowd earlier and none of them like la night no, None of them. nor should they. Which here's the thing, folks: if you don't like someone, mm-hmm. you don't respond. <laughs> yes, don't thank give you. them a reaction. <laughs> yeah, if you're if you hate, I mean, if you love to hate them, if you want to see them That's get their ass good. kicked, yeah, yes, boo at yeah. them. But again, if no. if you really truly dislike somebody, just go on your phone. Like like La Knight, yeah. he can go away. It's what I did during a lot of this match. So yeah. I was trying to pay attention and take some notes. You'll notice in this match, I my mind wandered. Um, so here we go. Ready? Lots of heavy hits. It's like no one knows they're supposed to be going after the ladders here. Grimes with a really nice hurricanrana. Finally a ladder, but it gets thrown out of the ring. Okay, Knight now has a ladder set up, but Grimes climbs it too and rips Knight down. Um, then Grimes goes down. Grimes knocks a ladder almost into Beth Phoenix, but luckily it does not happen. Um, these fools now using ladders to just hit into each other. Still not doing this match, right? Grimes pins Knight between a ladder and the barricade um, and is in the ring and a ladder is there and he refuses to set it up. Um, outside <laughs> the ring as the refs are trying to fix the ring skirt and then Knight puts Grimes right back into the apron and ruins their hard work. Knight talking to um, the crowd and puts Grimes into the barricade um, and then the steps. Grimes going into um, the same piece of barricade that Reed took out earlier. Wade Barrett saying he has never won a ladder match doesn't seem to make him an authority on the topic here to have a favorite to win. No. Um, Grimes with a suplex to get um, Knight back into into a ladder. Grimes has a ladder and just won't set, set it up. He keeps hitting Knight with it. Knight with a neck breaker on the ladder, which was set up um, on its side. That actually looks very painful. Mm-hmm. Um Going for another ladder for the love someone used this in the way it's meant to be used. Knight has the ladder set up, puts Grimes' face first into it, and then collapses it. Grimes picking it all up here and getting energized with the noise from the crowd. 
Grimes gets Knight flipped into the ladder and it was so hard the ladder started bouncing and Knight had to stop it with his leg. Otherwise, it would have gone onto Grimes. Knight then flipped onto a ladder that is set up between the apron and barricade. Grimes in the ring, and instead of setting up the ladder that was in there, he has to get the gold ladder like a fool. Mm-hmm. Even Vic Joseph is yelling at you to get this moving. <laughs> Grimes starting to climb finally, and he could have had it, but he hesitated because now Knight is on the other side. Grimes tosses him off, and then Knight pushes the ladder to put Grimes' neck first into the ropes. Then the middle of the ring Spanish fly, which I didn't think Knight would be able to pull off. Um, Good for him. Wade Barrett um, also saying we need a conclusion. Grimes crawling up the ramp and Knight could have let him um, and set up a ladder in the ring. But no, he sets up ladders on the ramp. Grimes on a ladder outside the ring. Knight drops it and Grimes gets onto the scaffolding um, and climbs higher than the ladders and jumps onto Knight down below. Grimes back in to climb the ladder, but Knight takes him down. Uh, Grimes then reverses to get Knight out of the ring, but Grimes takes too long to climb. Knight rips, uh, tips over the ladder, puts Grimes into another ladder outside the ring, and he wins. Mm Mm-hmm. So many ladders, but they were so they were all used so inefficiently. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, as you pointed out, this was, <laughs> you know, kind of an illogical ladder match. Like, I know that you can't yeah. just... I know the whole match just can't be them fighting to get a ladder to then set it up and then climb up it because... I, I know, but... That's not as exciting, but there was an exorbitant amount of that in this match. And there was some, as you pointed out, some other silly things like having the having to go for the gold ladder that sort of thing i will say though once this match picked up Mm -hmm. and they did a lot of really great things yeah it approached good for me but this uh, part of it is part of it is i couldn't care less about the million dollar championship Mm -hmm. it's and I mean, it's also kind of a giveaway for um, it's usually a giveaway for who's going to win the match, too, because mm-hmm. baby faces usually do not have the million dollar championship. I can't mm. even remember the last time a baby face had that championship. It's Steve almost, Austin? Uh, no, Steve Austin was definitely a heel when he had it. Um, okay. That so was that know. was. Yeah, he he had it when he first came in before he was Stone Cold Steve Austin. He came in mm. with Ted DiBiase as his manager, and DiBiase, oh, interesting. Made, DiBiase made him the the million dollar champion because you know it's a douchey title for a douchey character. So uh, in that, I guess in that regard, they couldn't have put it on a better person in LA Knight, but he just does nothing for. He's like the Carrion Cross of the mid card for me. Like just Ooh. just does nothing for me at all. Uh, and this ladder match was okay, but nothing special. And I went two and three quarters. Okay, so I went quite a bit higher than you. Okay, um, and I think maybe it was all because of Grimes jumping off the scaffolding and then getting flipped into the ladder at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but I went three and a quarter. Oh, okay. Uh, grapple three point one. Okay. So they agreed more with you than me on this one. I think. Interesting. All right, it's time for the women's championship. Bing, bing, bing. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so we start Ember trying 
to throw everything at Raquel Gonzalez here early, but Raquel puts an end to all the momentum. Ember counters the one-armed powerbomb, though, which was pretty cool. Raquel able to get Ember off the apron and into the plexiglass. Raquel following Ember around the ring before getting uh, her back in for a two. Raquel gets Ember into the turnbuckles, and Ember tries to flip her body around Raquel to get her down, but it doesn't work. Ember goes to fly, but Raquel catches Ember with her knees, with her knees up and drops her, then a sidewalk slam, and Raquel goes um, to the second rope for a jump spin move thing for a two. Um, new for her, mm-hmm. fun. Raquel looking for a back stretching submission, and Ember wiggles out. But Ember just slams down to the mat for a two. Um, Ember finally with a super kick, then a step up in Siguri. Ember able to get Raquel down and gets a code red for a two. Dakota gets Raquel to safety uh, on the outside, and Ember goes through the ropes uh, and into the announce table. Beth's head... Beth's headset is wired, and she has to take it off as the match is going on. Get Beth a wireless headset, damn it. Right? Um, This is 2021, guys. Right? What are we doing? Maybe they're going Um, for that 90s aesthetic. Maybe. Very inefficient here. Um, Ember's on the top rope. Dakota distracts, and Raquel on the ropes for a huge suplex and a two. Ember reverses the one-hour powerbomb again, um, but then a big kick for a two. Raquel has Ember upside down in the air, uh, and Ember reverses into a modified eclipse, and then she gets a full eclipse and then hits it again from the top rope and pin, but Dakota gets Raquel's foot on the rope, um, and then Shotzi comes out to take out Dakota. Um, She's been hurt, apparently, so we haven't been seeing her. Mm -hmm. Ember on the ropes and does a DDT onto the ramp, but not able to quite get Raquel into the ring. Ember goes for another eclipse, uh, but not able to get it. Raquel gets the one-arm powerbomb, and dang, was it loud to retain. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought this was fun. Um, Yeah, I thought this was good. I like the... Because they have different styles, but I thought it worked well together. Like... Mm -hmm. It complimented. And um, I continue to like Ember Moon more and more. So I'm happy. Yeah. I, thought, I like her. I I'm glad she's was good. Yeah. This wasn't a surprise in any way. No. So the only thing to kind of hope for out of this was that it was going to be uh, good. And mm-hmm. it was. Uh, it wasn't super duper standout. Uh, I've, I've, seen a, I've seen some better from Raquel Gonzalez before. I've seen... Uh, I think I've, I've, I've probably seen better from Ember Moon as well in her, maybe on her first NXT run. Okay. But this wasn't bad by any means. Uh, we're going to be so far apart in our score. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. We'll find out. Um, for me, for me, good is a good starts at a three and that's what I gave this one. So, oh, okay. Not terrible. Then I gave it a three and a half. Okay. Uh, Grapple is essentially at a three. It's 2.96. So they are essentially at a three. They went that low. Yeah. I thought for sure it would, I thought for sure it would be averaging over a three, but there, there are some people here, two and a half, which is way too low. There's quite a few two and a halves, which are definitely too low. Interesting. I could maybe forgive somebody if they went two and three quarters. Here I am judging people's opinions. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm not sure where we give our opinion. All right. Yes. Continue. Um, all right. Main event time. We have our fatal five way. And oh before boy. we get started, Kyle, Pete and Adam all have dumb music. Just it bears repeating. Yes. Um, Johnny Gargano, <laughs> though, with his uh, like 1995 Shawn Michaels inspired ring gear. Yep. Yes. 
I think the only person to have that. He just has really, I feel like he has too much fun with some of this stuff. Yeah. Well, uh, there's a picture that they posted on the internets, I think either before or after of the whole, all of the way. Right. I saw that they were, I saw them on Twitter. Yeah. And they had, uh, they were all dressed up like Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon and the one, two, three kid and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. They, they really got into this. Um, (laughs) Pete Dunn is all in white. Um, which threw me a little bit. That's weird. It's um, a weird look. Yeah. But hey, it is what it is. Um, Cross got his full dumb entrance, and we don't have time for that crap. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> the match starts. Cross is smart. He just moves aside. Dunn and Gargano going at it. Kyle and Cole. Um, Pete and Cross um, go after each other, and then Cross with a big suplex, and Dunn rolls to the outside. Kyle and Cross um, now in the ring, exchange of kicks, and Kyle gets Cross down and into a hold, um, but it doesn't last long. Gargano in, and it's basically all Gargano flipping around Cross. Um, finally gets a Hurricanrana to take Cross down for a minute, but then a big suplex to get rid of Gargano. Cole in and looking to be the best one to take on Cross, but Dunn takes him to the outside, um, and the other three start to wail. This is um, where I will. Oh, this is where I will break down most of my notes because <laughs> be able to keep up. Yeah. Um, finally, everyone's in the ring, um, but Cross knocking them down one by one. Kyle taking control, um, and he and Cole continue their hatefulness of each other. Uh, Dunn um, into. Um, Dunn gets into the holds on Kyle. Gargano um, goes to get involved, and Dunn puts a hold on each of them, and then Cross in to break it up. Cross and Cole on the ramp. Um, everyone on the ramp now and trying to destroy Cross and taking it out um, taking it out on the set. That leaves Cole and Kyle in the ring. He gets a super kick and then a neck breaker for a two. Kyle and Cole in the corner, and Gargano goes to rush for them, but Dunn interferes, and eventually Gargano spears Dunn into the other two for a two. Gargano reverses the bitter end into a DDT, and it was pretty great. Mm-hmm. Um, so many kicks, and everyone's down. Cole lands um, to pin Gargano and gets a two. Cole and Kyle up first, but Cross gets in the way and takes out Kyle. And then Cole, Gargano gets dropped into the apron, done tossed into Cole, and Kyle on the other side of the barricade. Cross with what Wade referred to as a tornado F5, um, and Gargano went flying for a two. Gargano now taking down Cole and Cross for a moment and then goes flying into Kyle by the announce table. Um, he flies into Dunn for a DDT. And really, um, when will we see those two? Johnny Gargano and Pete Dunn should be the new feud. Yes. Um, Gargano and Cole have a moment now. Um, lots of folks in the ring and some cool tandem moves with Cole and Gargano with super kicks and hurricanranas. Dunn and Gargano team up to on Kyle, cross up and takes down kyle eventually and all five men are down cross now with german suplexes on everyone but dunn lands on his feet and gets in a big kick then kyle and gargano um super and a super kick from cole cole and kyle put cross into the announce table which didn't budge um now the um the four we all care about are in the ring um and so many moves happen but eventually dunn gets a guillotine on kyle and then kyle gets a triangle which gargano breaks up and then cole in and gets another neck breaker for a two on kyle dunn in and goes to flip off the top rope and cole and gargano super kick him gargano eventually gets the gargano escape on both dunn and cole um but kyle and to break it up this match is really pretty great without crossing it um, Kyle gets a brain buster on Gargano and goes to climb the rope, but Cole just tosses him off and gets the Panama City Sunrise. 
But Dunn breaks it up. Cross is finally up, uh, and Dunn's ready for him. Cross with a German suplex, and then Dunn with a German suplex into the bitter end. But Cross kicks out, and then a triangle with Cross um, may have been, um, and Cross may have been out um, to sleep, but everyone else in the in to break it up. Dunn going for Cole's fingers, and Cross side suplexes both of them and gets a cross jacket, but Dunn breaks it up by going for the fingers. Gargano in, and so many people just all over the place. Yeah. Kyle gets his <laughs> flying knee, to, knee and gets a two on Cross, which is broken by Cole, kicking Kyle in the face. Kyle has Cole in a submission now and crosses out, but then gets Kyle into a submission and puts him to sleep to retain. Yes. Oh my God. So much. Honestly, so much happened. Um, if there was ever a match for Cross to lose, it would have been this one. I guess he's staying in NXT. Uh, um, yeah. I will say, though, <laughs> the best thing they did with this match mm-hmm. was just left Cross on the outside for so much of it. <laughs> yeah. I I presumed that most of this match was going to be Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano, Kyle O'Reilly, and Pete Dunne doing things, and it was. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, when that was happening, it was great. Uh, it was even it was. good when Karrion Cross would be in sometimes. They definitely did some good things with him as well. Mm-hmm. Overall, yeah. The, I really liked this. Overall, the match was a lot of fun. It was a good main event. It mm-hmm. was. It probably would have been better if there weren't so many guys in it. It probably would have mm-hmm. been way better had it not involved Karrion Cross. But we got all of those things. Uh, I feel like we got the worst possible ending here. Mm. Not just Karrion Cross winning, but he beat Kyle? Yeah, which is weird. He couldn't Why beat would you- Johnny Gargano, who's been kind of a comedy-ish character. Or yeah. he couldn't beat Pete Dunne. Like, I get not beating Adam Cole. But, mm-hmm. oh boy, you had... You had Two baby faces in this match and three no. heels. Who's the second baby face? Technically, Karrion Cross is a baby face. No, he's not. I don't believe that. He is not supposed to be a bad guy, but. No, I mean, he he's definitely not, is a bad guy. He's not likable, <laughs> but he's not supposed to be. He's not supposed to be a devious heel or anything like that. He's a. You know, he might be a mean guy and a, he might be no. overbearing with his horrible entrance and his kind of boring matches. He pinned Kyle. He's definitely a heel. <laughs> right. Well, let's just let's just say on paper, there are supposed to be two no. baby faces and three heels. And you have the one baby face beat the other baby face. Just doesn't make much sense. And also the ending of this match, like I know they're going to use this lame excuse of like Pete Dunn's going to be like, he didn't pin me. And Johnny Gargano's yeah. going to say he didn't pin me. And Adam Cole's going to say he didn't pin me. But... You guys were all in the match, and you didn't beat him. Yeah. So he's still the champion. Like, it feels like none of these guys should be challenging him. Hold on. But here's the thing. Pete Mm -hmm. Dunne and Johnny Gargano are going to have to go up against each other for a number one contenders match, and I want to see it, so let that storyline happen. (laughs) I mean, I will be okay if they just have that match. But yes, I I know they're going to do this, but in my brain, it's like none of these guys should be... The, I guess it doesn't matter because it's in my brain. If it were me running this place, I would be like, oh, no, what do I do? Who's Karrion Cross going to go up against? He literally just beat all of our top guys in one match. But this is WWE, and none of those things are going to matter. And 
he'll go like piecemeal through them and wrestle them one at a time now oh, or whatever. Until until you know half of them get moved up in a few weeks because I'm pretty sure that's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> literally um okay do you want to talk about how this uh this wait what'd you give it oh shoot that's right three and three quarters i really liked it i went four and a quarter oh wow okay grapple (laughs) 3.93 ow okay Mm -hmm. i do want to i do have a closing thought i'd like to say um i thought this was a i i like this takeover better than in your house one Mm -hmm. um but overall, pretty sad no one jumped off the house this year. I really thought yeah. that was MSK's for the taking. Yeah. Um this was this <laughs> this was an this was an okay show. Like it had a good opener, it had a good main event. It mm-hmm. does not hold up to the takeovers of your uh I trying to remember the last really great takeover. I think it was even before the crowd they've only had one takeover uh with a crowd from 2020, but I think their last great takeovers were maybe from 2019. So it's, it feels like it's been a long time since we've had a, a truly, yeah. truly great takeover, but and some, of that, speak, some of that is you, crowd. you speak for yourself. Cause anything with war games. In it yes. Is beautiful. Oh, well, I mean, that'll tie in wonderfully to the end of the show. Uh, <laughs> when we're, when we're making you think war points. games is coming. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it can be um, war games year round Jacqueline with the war game yeah. season t-shirt. Uh, we'll talk about that in a second. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, ab- so after the show, Mackenzie finds William Regal, um, wants to talk William Regal. I don't think I explained it enough. Um, was literally everywhere during this takeover, yes. running around backstage, looking very tired and Hair angry. Falling out. And yes, yes, he's not doing well. Um, but, um, he, he says something, um, that he's like, upset about the amount of bedlam and madness and says it's time for a change. <laughs> and in all honesty, my first thought was if he leaves, I'm never watching this again. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, no. have you heard? I don't think that I've heard the rumor that maybe Samoa Joe is going to be his enforcer backstage. Yes. Or possibly with, just taking over his role, which would be ill-advised, no. I think, but no, I also heard, I also read someone wrote maybe Roderick Strong would be his enforcer. And honestly, yeah. just bring, just put both of them as his enforcer backstage for a moment. Like that mm-hmm. might be great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so ultimately though, uh, even though the possibility of Regal leaving is horrifying, but. Uh, they can, like they can't have him. No. Like, no, they won't. I don't think Triple H would want that. Mm-hmm. But a good show though. Mm-hmm. I guess with that being said, uh, that's it for this podcast uh, for the time being. Uh, Head on over to cinemageekly.com where you can check out the archives of the show. And of course, uh, this show, along with uh, most of the others, well, not most of them, all of the others on Cinema Geekly are uh, listener supported. And you can support us by uh, either... Uh, jumping on our Patreon, patreon.com slash cinemageekly, or that thing that I alluded to earlier, uh, geeklymerch.com. We have shirts and housewares and all sorts of other things, phone cases. Uh, housewares? All- Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, yeah. There, there's all sorts of things. I, actually, I think they include mugs and houseware, which, hmm. yeah, whatever. Uh, but 
at least for we've got stuff for all like a variety of Cinema Geekly podcasts, including this one, like that War Game Season shirt that's available. Uh, I think it's also available in uh, it might be available in mug form. But one thing I know for sure is, is the What Comes Next logo shirt that's also available in mug form. I think there's some tank tops. There's all sorts of things. Uh, on the website. So geeklymerch.com, you can head over there uh, as well to directly support us. And the links for those things are in the show notes for this episode. So very accessible for everybody. This show also available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Just search for What Comes NXT, hit subscribe, and that way you can come back next time to hear us talk about more NXT on the USA Network and The Peacock featuring grizzled young veterans versus Timmy and Tommy. Tommy.